0: Welcome to Winning is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. In the eyes of many, Greg Berg has not just one, but perhaps two of the worst jobs imaginable. What are they? Stick around to find out in part one of my conversation with him. TeamSnap is the presenting sponsor of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. Fall sports season is right around the corner. Are you ready? TeamSnap is connecting the world of youth sports by providing solutions for coaches, administrators, and brands. TeamSnap for Teams offers coaches and team managers a top tier youth sports management app to help you focus less on team management and more on coaching while TeamSnap for Business gives administrators the most complete youth sports management platform to run their clubs. And for brands looking to make noise in the youth sports marketing space, TeamSnap for Brands can help marketers reach parents on the field, at home, or on the go. Download the TeamSnap app in your mobile app store or visit teamsnap.com winning for more information. Yes, this intro is current, so forgive me for referencing the social media platform formerly known as Twitter. Yet once again, I have to credit it for connecting me with another incredible guest. First, of course, I was impressed by Greg Berg's thoughtful and regular post. Second, I was struck by the first two titles he listed, Principal, Coach. You don't see that combination often, and I can only imagine why. Those are two tough jobs where you are duty-bound to deal with many angry and unreasonable parents, not to mention many antsy and unruly students. But in part one, Greg Berg is going to share about his own childhood experiences and the influential people who inspired him to pursue both of those hard and important roles. Let's get to it. I am so privileged today to have with me as a guest, Greg Berg. Greg, thank you so much for agreeing to join me.
1: Yeah, thanks, Sean. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Been a big fan and been following you for a little bit. I know we've been talking for a little bit, so thanks for having me on. Well,
0: it's an absolute pleasure, Greg. There's just so much great stuff that you, you first of all, you're principal, you're a longtime coach, just love that combination that you bring. You do an incredible job of communicating often about coaching and culture and, and youth development and have just been a big fan of your work. But I haven't just seen much about sort of your backstory. And so before we get into some of those elements that I think our guests are going to want to hear, I would just like to hear more about your story. So tell me about where you grew up and, and what your childhood and family
1: was like. Yeah, sure. I grew up in Twin Cities, uh, Spring Lake Park. So I was a suburban kid, not three sport athlete, like a lot of kids, played basketball, played football and golfed. Was kind of a tweener athlete in college, you know, probably I think my football coach wanted me to run the triple option at River Falls. I was a high school quarterback. Basketball is my passion, my love. I ended up going to Winona State, considered kind of walking on. I would actually worked with the team a little bit in the fall and, and really kind of made a commitment. I'm like, you know, I'm going to do other things. So I decided to coach through college. And through Winona State, I, I coached, you know, middle school, traveling basketball teams. I helped out with the Winona High football team, uh, the varsity team. And I, I I just took that route to coach through college, ran some basketball camps. I got my first teaching job as a, a math teacher, coach in Lake City, Minnesota, uh, close to Winona. Never had aspirations of seeing in Lake City. <laughs> I was a suburban kid, you know, and Lake City is a small town, is a beautiful town. But I absolutely fell in love with it. Became a head coach at a young age. Uh, at 26, I replaced the Hall of Fame legend here in Lake City. But I had this, uh, I've always had this pull for leadership. I've always had this draw to, to do more. Became a principal at a really young age, age 33. And probably the hardest thing I had to do was get out of coaching at the age of 33. I had been a varsity coach for seven years. We had some pretty good success. Uh, we had just had a 25-2 and two season. But I had this draw for leadership and I had to get out. And so... I, I took a job in a neighboring school district for two years as a principal, the principal position opened up back in Lake City where I was still living. And I've been back here for 16 years. In the last 10, I've been doing both because the, the basketball position opened back up. I had a supportive superintendent allowed me to do both. So I've, I've been living the dream, I say, as a high school principal and a varsity basketball coach for the last decade. And I, I think the most interesting thing about my background is I, I understand leadership from a coaching perspective. I understand it from an administrative perspective as a parent. And I stepped away, And you know, my prime coaching years, I stepped away and I think he learned a lot stepping away and coaching at a youth level and then coming back. And so that's my, my quick summary of my coaching background. But it's been a great life. I've learned a lot and I read a lot. And I've been able to share a lot and, and that makes me happy. That's outstanding.
0: Greg, what's your favorite childhood sports related memory that you have? Whether it's something that you went to as a fan or a big victory or experience
1: or trip. What stands out in your mind? I had a, a great football coach. His name was Bob Jackson. And you know, football was never my my love. I mean, I love football, but I, you know, I wasn't a huge guy. I wasn't built like a football player, but I I was a, a triple option true triple option wishbone quarterback. And my coach just utilized my strengths so well. And I was very smart, cerebral, quick, not super fast, good decision maker, but he used that so well. And we've won and we had some success. And, you know, I remember my junior year when we'd won our conference, his speech to the team kind of stuck out. And he just said, you know, guys, in your lifetime, there's going to be about 10 things that you're always going to remember and never forget. And I guarantee this is going to be one of them right here. And and I think that sport memory, you know, it taught me the value of sports and team and camaraderie and culture and all of that. But. It also taught me to be great at what you're good at and to utilize your strengths with your players. And you build a team around the strengths of each individual and then you put that together for the collective good. And so I had a lot of great experiences, but that one kind of came to mind first. It's just a a real positive memory. Which coach encouraged and inspired you most when you were younger? I've had a lot. It's hard to pick one. I mentioned Coach Jackson as a football coach. It's a little thing, but it's really a, a big thing. But hockey obviously is a big time up in the cities. And all of my friends when I was young, you know, we're hockey players. We're playing street hockey all the time. We're going to the rink. And, you know, I'm second, third, fourth, first, second, third grade. I want to, I want to be a hockey player. And My mom, you know, was a little hesitant just with the time commitment. She knew what hockey was going to bring. So (laughs) kind of pushed me into basketball. But I think it was third or fourth grade, one of our first years playing basketball, I signed up to play and they could not find a coach. Okay. So we had kind of some guys or guys in the neighborhood wanting to play and, and no one would coach. And I talked my mom into coaching our team. My mom has never played a sport in her life. She knew zero about basketball. But I think she also knew how important it was to me and she said, I will do it, Greg. And, and she didn't know what to do, but she led our team and she got us started and it kind of evolved from there. But if she wouldn't have done that, I don't know if I would have played basketball and, and continued, you know, doing what I'm doing. So, you know, that was always a, a big moment starting out that I think resonates with me.
0: Well, you're somebody who often talks about leadership and culture. What did your mom do? I mean, yes, she, she wasn't greatly versed in basketball, but what made her a good coach for you and your friends that season?
1: You know, that year at that age, at that time, it was just giving us the opportunity to play. I mean, I'll be the parents. I'll be the adult. I'll be there. I'll show up. I'll open the gym. We'll figure it out right? And uh, I think a lot of times as coaches, you know, one thing I've learned in my career is is less is more. I got a million things going through my head as a coach. I'm a huge X and O junkie. You know, when I first started coaching, I had 10 defensive principles that we're going to follow. It was too much, right? And so one thing I've learned over time is that less is more in a lot of ways. And I think the more that we take away and simplify the game or we simplify anything for others, the more kids allowed to play free, the more they grow and develop. I, I think that's the skill of teaching. I, one, of, I was a math teacher, like I said, and one of the classes I taught later on in my career was AP Calculus, and that's a really challenging, you know, rigorous course. And I wasn't a brainiac kid that just knew calc like that. You know, I had to really kind of learn that myself, but. One thing I learned through that course, and it also applies to coaching, is taking the complex and simplifying it to something that kids can understand is is really the art of teaching. So coaching, leadership, culture, all of that is very, very complex. But if we can simplify it to things that people can understand, I think that's the art of teaching. Yeah. I remember when I was a young journalist,
0: one of the most profound quotes that I remember is because, you know, when you're young, you're, you're trying to look wise and smart. And so you, you try to sometimes write more complicated than it needs to be. And one of my favorite quotes was, if it reads easy, it came hard. You know, I'm so with you on that. Last season was my first, you know, as a varsity head coach. And as I reflected after the season, as I go into my second season, my plan for our summer training and for our practices is actually just to simplify, you know. Hey, Greg, what was a valuable lesson you learned through a challenge or defeat growing up as a young athlete?
1: You know, I never had like a significant injury. To me, the process is the prize. That's something that I say a lot. And I think with all of sport, you know, it's never the end goal. I mean, we always think it's the trophy, it's the championship, it's all of that. And, you know, you wake up the next morning and that's gone, right? You know, that memory, that feeling lasts with you forever. But I think, you know, when kids look back on their experience in high school or or playing or part of a team, it's all the memories, it's the bus trip, it's the camaraderie, it's the togetherness, it's the relationships with coaches and teammates. And it's the day-to-day grind, it's the consistency, that really is so powerful. And, you know, we talked about it with the writing a little bit. It's the day-to-day process and the grind that allows you to grow and develop and get better. I was fortunate. I didn't have a lot of resilience growing up. I had great parents and we, we just, I just kind of plugging on, right? You just show up the next day, you keep going. Now, my daughter, who just graduated this year and is going to be a college golfer at Minnesota State Mankato, you know, as a parent, I mean, talk about resilience. And what I've had to see her go through, she dislocated her shoulder in ninth grade really bad in a basketball game. And then COVID hit shortly after that. And so she couldn't get through her recovery. And then she had a neurological thing pop up for following winter season and to watch her progress and plug her way through that. Very, very powerful as a parent. I mean, she's a free sport athlete, team captain, two-time state champ of golf. I mean, she's overcome a lot, and I'm so proud as a parent to see that. I didn't have to go through some of that myself, but to watch your own child persevere and be resilient and get through some challenges is a real powerful thing. That's for sure.
0: Was an unsung hero from your childhood? You know, somebody key to your development as a student athlete who's not related to
1: you. There's a lot of people, you know, there's not one that just sticks out. I had a fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Ferguson, who she was one of those that showed up at all of your fourth or fifth grade basketball games or your fourth oh, or fifth grade, you know, football games. Just someone who's showing up. I mean, you get a fifth grade teacher that that comes to a sporting event. You know, that, that's kind of a big deal for a kid at that time. And I agree. Um, The community piece, you know, I, one thing I love about and why I'm chosen, I've chosen to stay in a small town is the community atmosphere with your kids and with the culture of the program and the school. They all show up and I think it takes a village to raise kids. I really do. I believe that. I mean, believe me, parents need coaches to help raise their kids, right? You you get to that middle school, high school age and I'm sorry, but your kids, they're, they're going to be more likely to listen to a teacher or a friend or a coach than they sometimes do as a parent. It's just, it's a tough age for kids. And so we're all in this together. We all want to raise good, healthy people. And I think everybody matters and everybody touches the lives of a kid in a different way. And, and that would be one example that came to mind. What's something that you wrestled or struggled with in middle or high school? I remember being a seventh grader, maybe eighth grade. It was middle school, and I walked into a, our locker room, and there were a bunch of kids who were bigger kids, bigger than me, but they're kind of just really picking on a kid. They're just kind of in a circle, and they're you know prodding them. And you know, here I am. You know, I was, I was an athlete, but I wasn't the biggest kid in the world. And I just walked right in there, and I said, "Knock it off! This isn't right." And I I stepped up in a tough situation. And I wasn't one of those kids that just naturally always did that, but I knew it was wrong and it bothered me and I spoke up. And I tell that story a lot to our our kids because that's really what leadership is. Sometimes you have to just do what's right. And sometimes you got to be vocal and sometimes you got to do the right thing. And so I, I just think the middle school years, and this really came to a head in COVID, especially for my role as a principal, but. I, I read during COVID that the development of the middle school brain is on par with the development of a toddler and how fast their, their brain is developing at a young age, the social development of a middle school. So the, the social emotional development of a middle school kid is the same as the brain development of a toddler. In other words, it is going so fast and all those connections and the challenges that middle school kids have with peers and conflict and relationships and all of that. And so in COVID, we took that natural development away because kids weren't able to socialize like they do. And I think that's why as we come back, we see some struggles and some mental health challenges. Um, Kids are behind because they didn't get those natural social emotional development that school sports teams bring. And so I know that was kind of a big answer, but I, I do think those are tough years for kids.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any questions or comments, please visit my website, SeanKJensen.com, and go to the contact page. You can even leave me a voice recording. And of course, I want to thank my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap. Whether you are a coach, administrator, or brand looking to reach the youth sports community, TeamSnap connects the world of youth sports. Until next time, I'm Sean Jensen.